With authority! Aloha! Welcome to the Most Muscles in Podcast in Barry Sports. Welcome to ABC7 Sports with authority. You are inside the ABC7 Sports Department. I am Casey Pratt. That's Larry Beal. We will have a guest in a moment. And man, there's a lot going on right now in the Bay Area. And, and a third microphone in, in our setup. If, you, if you're on the YouTube, kids, uh, this is going to be fun. But no, it's, this is, it's funny. I was thinking about this because all season long we rode the roller coaster with the Warriors and the flipping the switch or switching switch the, flip the flip or whatever it was. <laughs> and finally, here we are. I mean, after all the trials and tribulations and the turmoil behind the scenes, they are in the NBA Finals. They're playing the Raptors in the NBA Finals. And so since you created this, I should ask you one last time. The Dubs Dynasty Doomsday Clock is set at what for you? Man, I think we've rolled it all the way back. We've rolled it all the way back. I don't know what time that is. Is it at noon? But twelve it, hours earlier. It's because it's, we're not coming Whatever's up on midnight. Good. It's yeah. it's at a place where you're very comfortable with what you're seeing from the Warriors, even without Kevin Durant. Is that what you're telling me? Very comfortable. Interesting. I'm very comfortable. Okay. I don't know if this means I'll be comfortable next year, but there's no way to gauge that at this point in time. And we all know how bad my predictions can be. Sorry, Sharks. <laughs> team of Destiny. <laughs> yeah, you don't want the Casey Team of Destiny moniker no. uh, on your on your logo. So, well, uh, we should ask this, I guess. Well, the whole dynasty thing. If they if they win, clearly four championships in five years. To me, that qualifies as a dynasty. If they do not win. Is it still a dynasty to make the finals five times in a row? I think many would argue that not winning three in a row means you are not a dynasty. And losing in the finals twice to just three wins in a five-year span, that almost puts you at 500. That's starting to get shaky. So I would go no dynasty. Patriots have a dynasty? Tom Brady? Mm, how many years have they gone, though? been way more than five right well yeah but but over a much longer period of time i mean we're talking yeah. like an 18 year body so, you of know five like years that. maybe not winning three in a row i'm not sure i'm ready to qualify that fully as a dynasty but if they get to the finals next year and the year after that then there's well then then no, it's no question yeah, but, no, but i no question. i do think if you look at their overall one loss record it qualifies. They have been the dominant team in the NBA, even though they lost one year to LeBron and the point. Cavs. So, so, I, so I would say yes, especially in an era of free agency. It's so hard. I mean, we got the Rockets now. You know, they had the misfortune. They're kind of like the Utah Jazz were to the, to the Bulls with Jordan, where they got so close and they couldn't get over the top against the Warriors. And now they're talking about blowing everything up. Yeah, I mean, they're for sale. You want to talk about a team that's obsessed. I mean, they're like, they're not bringing back their assistant coaches. You can see they're trying to push Mike D'Antoni out the door. They may trade Chris Paul. They would love for somebody to eat all the money on his. I mean, the Warriors had so much impact on the league. It's hard to quantify exactly how significant they are in the NBA landscape right now because everybody is focused on them. And I saw this stat, I think out of the 50 states, 47 states fans want the Raptors to win. They, they're so tired of Steph and Clay and Draymond and Warrior domination. They want anybody else to win. Yeah, but those things are never right. 
and you know you're tuning in just to watch the Warriors. The ratings were up for every Warriors game. So you could say you love to hate them or you're just tuning in to hate watch, but you're going to tune in, period, because the Warriors equal ratings and numbers. And how could you not like a guy like Steph Curry? I could see maybe Draymond being no, the guy I, you I don't think like there's a lot of people that team, but a lot of people that don't like Steph. They uh, liked him in the beginning when he was the baby-faced assassin, and they remember remember when he took out his mouth guard and threw it into the stands, and people <laughs> yeah. thought, "Who's this petulant little kid? He's spoiled when he doesn't get his way, when he doesn't win his championship." He's the perennial underdog. He's throwing he's his made mouthpiece, this all happen. and then he's doing the shimmy like that, and you know people get keep tired. Doing the shimmy. Keep the shimmy. No, I'm not doing YouTube. that. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, go to the YouTube. I'm gonna kids. make a gif of that. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Whenever right, I catch. Larry Slow dancing, motion, you'll see a yeah. gif of it on so, Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot of people that find Steph in particular and the Warriors just kind of, and and the way they were going after the refs this year, kind of whiny and they're they're just irritated with the team. It happens all the time, you know, whether it's the Yankees or when the Cowboys were really good yeah. for a while, and you now the Patriots. People, they, they, you wanted to see the Patriots lose. There's somebody you have you to have some somebody, new blood. You wanted the Rams to come in. You love to hate, things. right? Yeah. So, so I think that's what that's about. Anyway, we have the, the extra microphone set up. Let us bring in our first special guest. Yes, and we're going to do a little rapid fire. Welcome, Julianne She's Herrera. She's going to ask the questions. From our web team, uh, instantaneously uh, beautifying <laughs> what has been uh, a, a, a pretty sad-looking podcast with just you and I. This is true. No matter how much makeup we wear, we are unsavable. Larry wears makeup? Oh yeah, uh, no this idea. this this look, I know it appears natural, especially on this camera. <laughs> we have the lowest of low resolution cameras. Exactly, but that's why that's by design. <laughs> that's by design. Julianne deserves a better camera. All right, rapid fire. Okay, guys, confidence level scale of one to ten. I'm Start. at seven. Okay, and no, this is for the vinyls. So, give me a nine. How many games will KD play? What? I'm just stunned at nine. I oh sorry. Keep it moving. I'm not afraid of anybody. Oh, wow, wow. KD or not. Wow. I, I was. You can I thought, after. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna love talk. But okay, never mind. Are we? Are we uh, talking? No, no that's so okay. Go. All Keep right. This moving. is just rapid. Okay. All right. How many games will KD play? Yes. I think he will play four games in the series. Wow. Uh, neither of the first two games. That's my pick. I'm with you there, 100. percent I think on he, four. I think he plays game three. And then I'm going to go three games. More minutes, KD or Cousins? That's a tough one. This is tricky because (laughs) (sighs) you go first. (laughs) I'm trying to. If KD plays three games, he's getting inserted right in the starting lineup, right? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be logging maybe not massive minutes, but you'd have to imagine at least 20 minutes a game. Right. I don't know I th- what you can get out of Boogie I per game. I think Boogie might play every game, but it's going to be like in the three to five minute range. I think he's going to get minimal run. Yeah, I would take KD, even though we don't even know when KD is back. That's, yeah, KD's the answer. That's an excellent too. question. I don't know who came up with that. but Will Draymond Green record a triple-double? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a given. I think for the Warriors to be the dominating team that they have been in the, well, I don't want to say post-KD uh, era because uh, he's still on the team, obviously, but for the Warriors, the way they have played since KD got hurt, 5-0. and He's pushing the ball up the court at a frantic pace. Uh, he's not going to score a lot. I mean, that's not his game, but he's going to get 
double-digit rebounds. He's going to get double-digit assists. So I think that's that might be the the easiest lock. If you could make a bet on that, I would bet that. I think the actual Vegas line was over under one and a half triple doubles. So they're expecting him to have more than one triple double. I'm going to go with a hundred percent yes. And then the bigger question to me is, who will have the first triple double in the series? What about Finals MVP? You want to hear the the line? Yes, yeah, let's please. Hear okay, so Curry minus one twenty five. Kawhi Leonard plus 250 or Draymond Green plus 700. We should probably explain because there's probably some people listening who are not degenerate gamblers. Plus is, is meaning you're an underdog. Yeah, so so the way it works is if you take Steph Curry, Steph Curry would be the overwhelming favorite Big because minus favorite. 125 means that you would have to put down $125 to win 100 in the case of Draymond, you would put down 100 you could win 700 so he would be the underdog. To, well, Patrick McCall would be Whoa, the ultimate God. underdog. He'd win a million if you that? put 100 down on that. <laughs> he should win a million. Uh, he gave up millions, but that's a whole other story, maybe for another podcast. I, I would take Steph at minus 125. I mean, it's not a great bet if you're trying to win money. No, but, but in the real just, world. But in the, I mean, who I yeah. think, I mean, it could be it could be Kawhi. I mean, it if, could easily be Kawhi. Yeah, if the Raptors win. But this is Curry's time to shine. If it was my money, I'd probably put a bet on Draymond just for the plus 700 and right. see what happens. Yeah, you just that's a but roll it, of the but dice. But Curry, it's his time. Yeah. Drake or E40? I'm 100% going E40 on this, and it's not just because I'm a Bay Area guy. I speak from some sort of experience here. I was kind of in a rap kick. I was like, felt like listening to some rap, you know, bumping some tunes. What? And <laughs> is that what the young Wait a second. When, when, when was so, this? So. I actually love rap. Anyways, I downloaded two Drake albums because I was like, oh, people love Drake. I'll, I'll download Drake. When was this? This was like maybe yesterday no a couple months ago oh okay all right. and i downloaded drake and i listened to it it was unlistenable it's all like him singing under auto-tune it's garbage okay like i know his older stuff he raps i think what what happened to that it's just all singing it's all like as clay thompson said r&b i don't like that no drake for me i go ooh, e40 okay i think if you're a bay area fan it's obviously going to be E40. Drake has the much larger global presence. I just find him to be a professional irritant on the sidelines and giving Nick Nurse a back rub. Yeah. I mean, just sit out. I mean, it's fine. You know, like you're the ambassador. They yeah, call you like that. Yeah, he's like the Adonal foil of the Raptors. No, but Adonal is <laughs> a lovable Adonal. I mean... Drake is just, just sit down and shut up. Can you just sit down and shut up? I mean, it's not your he job. He's a team employee. It's not your job. Well, how the strange. teams have masseuses. But, Someone but, has to massage Nick Nurse's shoulder. But here's the thing about him. He's got tattoos of Steph and, of KD. Steph and KD on his <laughs> arms, and he's jumping up and down for Kawhi Leonard. Just, I mean, he's a he's a fan of everybody. He's a bandwagon. He's fan. a he's, he's from a, Toronto. He's though. totally bandwagon. This is like the one team that he sticks to, but he's a big bandwagon fan. And there is something called a Drake curse, which I believe Julianne's about to get to. Yeah. So, how many games will the Raptors win with the uh, so-called irritant, as Larry called him, mm -hmm. in attendance? The over/under is at one point five. Well, I assume he's going to go to every game. He's certainly going to come to Oracle. There was an actual bet. Will Drake attend a game in Oracle Arena? And I was like, that's the biggest no-brainer bet yeah, of, of course all time. He, I mean, a few years ago, he went to In-N-Out with Steph yeah, and Alameda. Yeah, he's there all the time. Of course. I mean, he's a, he's a huge fan of, of both teams, actually. So I think that's... 
Okay, so so the, the bigger question is, is, are the Raptors going to win more than one game in this series? Well, I believe they are, so yeah. I would go over 1.5. Yeah, if you think they're going to win it in six at Oracle, yeah. I'd say the answer is over, but the Drake curse stays intact, and the Raptors do not win the NBA Finals. So final prediction, winner in how many games? I've been saying Warriors in six. So I'm going to stick with that. And that's why I'm going to give the Raptors the two wins and Drake is there for the two wins over 1.5. So Yeah, that's been the popular pick too. And you mentioned something earlier. That would mean that they get to win the NBA title one last time on their home court of Oracle Arena. It's too perfect. You couldn't script it better. I agree with that sentiment. I think they're going to win in five though. Do you? Yeah. That's the one thing about this team. They often play better on the road. They like it on the Mm -hmm. road. And sometimes at Oracle, even in a finals game, they might take their foot off the gas a little bit. Although I don't don't think that'll be the case in this series, but we've seen it so many times (laughs) before. I just don't know. If they get up by 20, a buddy of mine has season tickets. He said... The worst feeling he ever has is when the Warriors go up 20. 100%. Because he goes, I, then I know I know we're going to give up the lead because everybody yep. just relaxes. Yep. He, goes, he says, I'm fine with them up 15. I'd rather have them up 15 than up 22. Isn't like that crazy? When, I like them when they're down 15 or when they're coming off a loss. Well, that's when you get active with your bitty bits, your Bitcoin bets. <laughs> well, oh, z- I got a family to feed, Larry. No, nobody, well, I thought that's how you were doing it with you, with yeah, your maybe. third quarter Warriors uh, Bitcoin bets. That hasn't bets. been as great of a bet this year, but I like when the Warriors have the appropriate fear, as Steve Kerr says, mm-hmm. and you never see the Warriors come out more motivated than when they've been embarrassed when they've lost a game or when their backs are against the wall, you see the Warriors at their absolute unbelievable best at that point in time. You saw it in the last series against the Blazers when they got down about 17 most games and came back <laughs> and won. So I like that Warriors. I like the desperate Warriors. Okay. So last question, which you already touched on. So yes, say it in a yes or no. Is the Dubs dynasty on the line? I'm going to go with Yes. I'm going to say yes also, even if they win, because this team is not going to be the same team next year. There's going to be different parts, and I think Kevin Durant is out the door. I think Sean Livingston is retiring, and who knows what happens with Kevon Looney because he's an unrestricted free agent. Somebody might throw a bunch of money at him. You've got a bunch of pieces that could move around, and so we'll see about that. I'm fairly certain the Warriors are just going to max out Clay. And he'll be, you know, you're going to have the Splash Brothers, and Draymond still has a year left, although he, you know, obviously will want to renegotiate. But it's the end of this group as we know it. I think the Durant era will end, and uh, I have some thoughts about that as we go forward We're about here. to get to that next. Yeah, yeah, I think that what we're playing for here now is legacy. This is a legacy play for the Warriors, and 4-1 and one sounds a hell of a lot better than 3-2. and two. Totally. So I say, yes, the dynasty is on the line. Awesome. Well, what about you? Here. Don't you don't here, you have some thoughts? Yeah, yeah. That's well, why I wanted uh, to Julianne to get in on this. Uh, confidence level, I'd say eight. Wow, like that's right between us. Yeah. yeah. How many games will KD play? I'm gonna go with three. Uh, right. More minutes, KD or Cousins? That's tough because if Cousins plays tomorrow and plays the whole series, and KD doesn't come in until game four. 
That's, I think that's the hardest question well, on this little pop also, quiz. Also, how many games will KD play? Is how many games do you think the series is going to go? They're, so they're I all think tied the together. Series, yeah, so I think the series is going to go in six games. So I think KD will be there for half that. Okay. Okay. So let's say KD more minutes than Cousins, because I think Cousins' minutes would be more limited than KD if he okay. came back. Draymond Green record a triple double, of course. Finals MVP, safest bet on here. Curry minus one twenty-five. Draker E forty. I'm from the Bay, where we go high fee and dumb. Yeah! Uh, how many games will Raptors win with Drake in attendance? I think two. Two's a safe bet. Two's good. And then over-under finals prediction, I think... Or over-under was for Drake. Finals prediction, I think Warriors in six. Okay. There you go. So yeah. you and I are aligned. I have one other question for you now. What's that? Why are you not in the sports department? <laughs> Why are you on the web team? I mean, you're just rattling this off. Um, tr I guess I'm a, a web, a sports knowledgeable web She's hybrid. Member. She's hybrid. literally standing in the sports department, so that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the sports department right now. And you're going to be doing some... Some shows, some uh, online shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Julian online. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. On, yeah we're uh, talking do, dubs. Um, Will that be I a Facebook it? Live thing? Will that be a Facebook Live? Yeah. Tomorrow on our Facebook, YouTube, and our website, we're going to do uh, dubs on digital. So you've heard I of like dubs it. on seven when we have the Warriors on ABC7, of course. Well, now we're taking dubs to digital. And you can watch that from 530 to 6 leading into game one, which, of course, only on ABC. And this is going to be website, YouTube, Facebook, all ABC You are multi-platform. That's a yes. great show title. Who came up with that? I don't know. He, he might be standing in this room somewhere. <laughs> what is the name <laughs> of it again? He's too modest. He would, he would never take what's credit it, What's for the name it, of it so. again? What is it? <laughs> Dubs on Digital. Dubs on Digital is excellent. has a ring to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like the alliteration of Dubs Dynasty Doomsday Clock. Who came up with that? Oh, I don't know. Casey's just on a roll wow. here. He wow. would never take credit for it. Wow. Julianne, thank you for getting yeah. stupid with us. Yeah. Oh, anytime. That's a barrier rapper. Yeah, uh, E40 would be proud. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you on we'll YouTube you and all the other platforms. That's a, I, I want, Casey might strain his neck patting himself on the back so much. Do you think that's, he might be injured uh, in game one? We might have to get Drake in here to give him a massage. Oh! oh boom! Way to go out <laughs> strong. Go. Right, that is go. Julianne Herrera. Wow. Unbelievable. How do we segue off that? Larry, you have a theory that you have yet to tell me because you wanted to keep it to the podcast about Kevin Durant and his traveling to Toronto, I believe? Yes. Let's hear it. So, okay. There's two scenarios at play here. The obvious one is that Kevin Durant might play earlier than we think. Obviously ruled out of game one. Game two, the logistics don't really work for him to play game two because the Warriors are not going to practice Friday. Then his progression in the way we've seen this with every injury with the Warriors in the past few years, you've got to do on-court work. Mm -hmm. Then you usually play like half-court three-on-three. Then you work your way up to five-on-five. And you have to have a full scrimmage, a whole practice, before they will clear you to play. There simply isn't enough time between games one and two for all of those things to happen. No. So then the question is, all right, well, why didn't KD just stay in the Bay and rehab in the Bay? And I think, again, if you go along with the theory that maybe there's a chance he could play game two, I think the bigger thing is KD for as much as he may be leaving, still wants to be a part of this. And the Warriors want him to be a part of this. If there is any way to convince him to stay for another season or longer, 
this is it right now. And to include him in everything that's going on in the process of trying to win a championship, the last thing the Warriors want is Kevin Durant alone by himself and his phone and Twitter for six days with his foot up and the stim and the ice, uh, you know, at work. And he's just by himself. They want him, they want to wrap their arms around Kevin Durant and make him feel as much a part of this as well. Because if you look at just the travel schedule alone, the Warriors left on Tuesday. They won't be back until the earliest would be late Monday, well, Monday night, uh, Sunday night into Monday morning. That would be the early, that's six days where he's just ostracized from the team. What are you going to do, FaceTime or whatever? His contributions could be valuable, but I think they really, they want him there, not because they expect him to play. In fact, I think they might be even afraid to play him too soon because you don't, and by the, you know, I had some people texting me about, oh, he's never going to play again for the Warriors. Like, he's going to protect his calf because he's protecting hundreds of millions yeah, of dollars ridiculous. in the future. I'm just like some of these takes. Are I just heard that take on the radio. So dumb! So it's so, so dumb. Bad. The guy wants to be a part of this. He lives basketball. He loves basketball. Don't you think for his own personal legacy, he would want to be a part of the championship, not watching it on TV and listening to all the knuckleheads talking about, who oh, are they better without KD? This, this way he is immersed in the process. But I, I do want to point out one thing. There was one line from Steph Curry that he uttered leading up to the finals, and he said the following, We are one group until we're not. If you think you're bringing this whole team back next year, you do not say we're one group until we're not. You understand at that, but that's you're saying it without saying it that this team is totally focused on winning a championship for the next two weeks, and then July first, we're not. No, we're I was not. there. I was there when he said that, and he didn't really. The context in which he said it was more. I don't know. I, I think you're harping on the or not part, maybe. But but he, you wouldn't like, say it unless you had that thought. They have been thinking this all season long. That has been yeah. the carrot that has been dangled. Look, we may have Draymond and I may have differences. Uh, all this stuff going on, the the offense, the friction with Kerr as to are we more ISO or are we more motion? What are we? Or now we got to incorporate Boogie. How's he getting his shots? Whatever. All that stuff. The the dangling carrot that's been at the end of this has been. Let's keep it together and win a championship. And then whoever wants to, you want to be out, okay, then you're out. But we're going to bond together as much as we can. And that's why that's why I feel that he was going to go on this trip regardless because they want him in Canada with them to feel a part of this. And maybe there's a chance, even though I think it's remote, just because of all the anecdotal evidence that's out there and everybody talks to everybody and the agents and other players around the league, maybe, maybe the only chance is when he feels the champagne dripping down his the neck. Euphoria. Yeah, and he says, no, I, I just can't leave this. It's too good. I think that's what the Warriors want, and that's why they really want him, in addition to getting his rehab and the possibility he might play earlier than we think, 
They want him included in the process to feel a part of the Warriors. Yeah, and to, to insulate him from all this outside noise, that would help that he's not sitting around watching all this nonsense yeah. on TV. Plus, you know, he is a student of the game. He says himself, when he's offering his takes on Twitter, he's informed. And I think that having that guy around, he just his basketball mind oh, yeah. is yeah. going to be a benefit to the team, whether you think he's going to play or not. I don't think there's a chance he plays in game two. I think best case scenario, they call him questionable and then he doesn't play. Right now, he's extremely questionable and definitely out for game one. But, yeah, I think having him around is good, and I think you're right. I don't think there's much to argue there. I just right. don't necessarily know that there's a, a whole doom and gloom aspect to Curry's quote because he was saying exactly what we said on the podcast in episode 10. Just enjoy the moment. Why can't anybody be happy when we're good? Well, they're very, very good. What gets interesting is if they get down in this series, Kevin Durant is the ultimate insurance policy. If you find yourself, let's say, down 0-2, I mean, he is the the definition of, in case of emergency, break glass and get <laughs> KD on the court. Your calf is okay? Let's get Dr. Celebrini to give you a massage. So, you know, they don't want to be in that position where they have to push somebody out there before they're really ready, but I do believe he is their ultimate insurance policy that they are hoping that they don't have to use. And? Earlier than expected, anyway. They play better without that safety net. So let's hope. Well, well that's that's a great let's point that also. That's something that helps Because them. I think one of those things about this team is uh, they are ultra-focused when they have to be. Exactly. And knowing that Durant is not out there to rescue them actually empowers them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense, but I think it creates this level of intensity and focus. And, of course, you're in the finals, but they know they cannot screw around because the margin for error is much slimmer without the Slim Reaper on your side on the court. Yeah, and I... I'm going to be really curious to see. I know that they've said that the Raptors have their respect. Let's hope that's not lip service. Let's hope they know they have no safety net. This is the NBA Finals. Dynasty, legacy, everything on the line. You come out with the appropriate fear. You do all the damage you can do. And then maybe you're going to get that added boost of a Kevin Durant. Or maybe we're going to get more than we think out of Boogie Cousins. I would just really want to see him actually get to take the court in the finals this is a guy that had never even played in the playoffs i know i'm a little worried hard, i know he's working hard i'm just a little worried about him pushing himself out there too quickly because he wants it so badly he wants it because he's never experienced this let's not you know be silly about this he has millions of reasons to <laughs> want to get out on the court and show what he can do because he is a free agent just like, you know, we're one unit, we're one group until we're not. And Boogie would like to show his value to the rest of the league. And this would be a good first step after two, well, one extremely serious injury, but two injuries that have taken him, you know, out of, out of action for an extended period of time. What's interesting about all of this, and we talk about the, when is Boogie going to play? When is KD going to play? All this stuff. Yet Las Vegas and the Vegas guys, in as much as you know, you can just wonder how they know stuff. They knew Bran was going to sit on the Iron Throne, remember? 
How did they know that? How did they know that? We should talk a little Thrones just because we watched the the recap of the making of the Thrones. I thought that was really fascinating, actually. In some ways, better than some of the episodes in season eight. But let me get back to this Vegas thing because they have the Warriors as prohibitive favorites, yeah. minus 300. So again, you'd have to put down 300 to win 100, roughly. Uh, it's, you know, it varies. But this is even more bizarre. The sports betting website... Points bet is paying out all Warriors bets to win the title before the series has even begun, which makes no sense at all. And they actually decided they were going to do this over eight days ago. So if you had placed a bet at the beginning of the year or even midway through the year saying, I think the Warriors are going to win the championship, eight days ago they just up and said, we're paying you out. So here is the quote. Crazy. We've seen enough that even without MVP candidate Kevin Durant, Golden State, they're on a clear course to being the first NBA team to three-peat since 2002, regardless of who they face in the finals. So, right, this was before we knew that the Raptors were in. Points bet, as such, wants betters to cash in and celebrate early what is an inevitable outcome? That's hilarious <laughs> That's to ridiculous. me. ridiculous. I mean, outside of just a sheer publicity play I what what are the logistics of, of a Raptors win and then what do you have you get the money back for money how are you getting that money back they're what are you banking doing on their own selves on this and I think what they're maybe hoping is they're so confident the Warriors are going to win that maybe they hope if they pay you out now you may make some worse bets later on the finals on, like some, all, some, I mean that could be some, maybe their only way that they think they're going to recoup the lost money if they're so sure the Warriors are going to win. Hey, we are capable of making stupider bets. I do it every game. Clearly, we are. <laughs> we cannot be trusted if you give us some cold hard cash or Bitcoin in our pockets. Yeah. Which actually you can't even do. Digital currency. Digital currency, but yeah, we could easily give. We could give that money back in a heartbeat. <laughs> Let's just put it down on the Giants to win again. Oh, oh, we'll get to them in a little no. bit. I think it's tell me a story time. All right. Every show we like to tell a story. This story is near and dear to my heart because it involves my favorite broadcaster of all time. <laughs> not Larry Beal. It is not me, that's for Mike sure. Mike Breen. Bang! Bang! One of the best guys. Great guy. So there's a running joke in the sports department, not at Breen's expense, but we always do these pre-show teases for the NBA Finals games, and Larry tracks them. Yeah, that means I narrate them. He narrates them. I write them. He narrates them, and they're they're fantastic. Hopefully, you can tune in and see some of them. But he always gets mad at me because I put so many Mike Breen sound full moments in these things. Bang! He's always got bang, the best calls. Bang! So he always would joke to me, "More BLS Breen, more <laughs> BLS Breen," and I'd be like, I'd write out the script and I'd just write "bang" a hundred times, yes. and he would he would get mad at me, and. That was always the running gag. So two years ago, before Game 3 of the NBA Finals, Warriors-Cavs, the team was in Cleveland at the time, we got Mike Breen on our pregame show. Right. So Larry, being the stand-up guy that he is, nicest guy ever, mm. even though I torment him with Mike Breen's sound foals, he decides to do me the coolest solid ever, and he asks Mike Breen if he can do his signature bang for me. He says, my producer Casey's your biggest fan. He really wants to see you do this bang. So Mike Breen is like, oh, you know, Larry, my throat, it's, I'm not feeling good. I got to save it for the game. But 
but I'm happy to do it anytime in person for her. 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 <laughs> her. If she comes and says hi. And I was just devastated. And I was, I was like, laughing. no. I was laughing. My broadcast hero. <laughs> thinks you're a girl. He thinks I'm a girl, which is totally cool. I, 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 I'm, I'm married. I have two daughters. I love women. And I'm not saying it's an insult to be a girl. It's just funny that he actually thought I was a girl because my name Let's be honest, it could go 50-50. yes. Casey could go either way. It's a girl's name and a boy's name. So anyways, Breen thought I was a girl. I was devastated. Not because he thought I was a girl, more so because I knew that Larry now had ample material to just ruin me for, for all, all time and just rub it in my face and, and just have it be an embarrassing moment. So anyways, you know, hang my head. I go home. It's a day off. I'm actually in the backyard. I'm barbecuing. And I get this phone call from a New York number. And I'm like, New York? Click. Hang up. Not going to answer that. I don't know who it is, right. right? They leave me a voicemail. Then a minute later, I get a call from Raymond Ritter. Warriors. BP Communication for the Warriors. Yeah. Just the best dude ever. And he's like, why are you not answering your phone? Whatever you do, answer this next call. And I'm like, okay, what just happened? I play back the voicemail really quick. It's Mike Breen. The Mike Breen. The Mike Breen. He, did he called me. Did he, did he say bang in the message? Did he do that? Did he say <laughs> he I know? He didn't, but he oh. called me and he just said, you know, he, he, and so then he calls me back and I'm talking to him and he's apologizing to me for getting the whole thing confused. And it was so funny because I was like, Mike, like, you don't have to apologize. Like, you don't have to call me at all. Like, we actually thought it was hilarious. The whole thing was funny. I wasn't actually insulted. I... I wasn't actually broken up by it. We got a huge laugh out of it. It was hilarious. But no, he's such a stand-up guy that he actually took the time out of his day to call me just to chat with me and apologize. And, and it was just so funny. I, I saved that voicemail and I was going to play it on this very show. And it's gone. Because I have a new you, phone. You erased Mike Breen. You deleted. He deleted Mike Breen. He deleted the bag. Breen call. But if you want to see that actual moment, if you want to hear that actual moment, you can hear it right now. Our producer, Casey Pratt, thinks you're the best thing ever. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. And he wants you to just look into the camera and feel the moment and give us a, a signature bang, 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 <laughs> as only you can, please. I, I, Larry, I apologize. I can't do it. My voice is like so paper thin right now, and I'll be glad to do it to Casey in person any time. And she's my favorite now, but uh, I apologize. Well, she's actually he, but that's okay. Uh, you've just given me some material oh. to work with. <laughs> All right. You're the best. I had a 50 50 shot there, and I blew it. That's all right. Amazing. It's so cool that it just speaks to his character and what a first class guy he is. Because how many guys at his level would actually think, would feel bad? Remember, he had a whole game to call. He did a whole, <laughs> so he did a whole broadcast. Going on. Is, uh, like, and then getting ready for the next game. And he's thinking in the back of his mind, oh, I feel bad about calling Casey a girl. I need I, So he had to do some work to get your number. It's I don't not know like, how he heard about it. Because you didn't tell him, right? Well, I didn't, I didn't give him your number. No, but, I mean, I don't know. He tracked it down. He, yeah. he, he did the due diligence, and that's that's the kind of guy he is. Now, before we wrap up here, I want to read you a quote. Tell me who this quote is from. Okay. We still don't even have KD back, and I want it to go on the record that we really need him back. He is our best player. 
we still need that guy. I, Draymond Green. That's what he's been saying for a while. Steph Curry, maybe? Or Yeah, Steph. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Bob Myers, GM. The answer to that question is Matt Chapman of the Oakland A's talking about Chris Davis. Crush! <laughs> you! Being on the DL. Oh, my goodness. You would do anything to work league. to work the green and gold into a podcast. This was in the midst of a 10-game winning streak for the A's. It's a funny quote because it really could easily have been said by anybody on the team that plays just across the way at Oracle Arena. Say it again. Re- one more time. We still don't even have Katie back. I wanted to go on record that we really need him back. He's our best player. We still need that guy. Isn't that crazy? That is so funny. Isn't that weird how the Bay Area sports world just kind of intercedes like that? Two KDs, and both of them are hurt. Both of them are hurt. Both of them are arguably the best player on the team. Both Uh, teams are having great success without their respective KDs. It's a pretty funny thing, but that leads us to our Meatball Paul update of the week. (sighs) And last time we talked about our bet, the bet was if the A's win 15 more games than the Giants, then... Larry has to eat two foot-long meatball subs. If the Giants can finish within 15 games of the A's, I will be eating those meatball subs. At the time we last talked about it, it was not looking good for me. Well, since then, as we say in the TV news business, things have gone terribly wrong (laughs) for (laughs) for me. How about a couple of stats here? Because this is just tragic. This is The Giants are imploding before our very eyes. Oh, big time. And... It starts with the one thing that they used to be known for, and that is dominant starting pitching. They also had great bullpens, but no Giants starter has gone at least seven innings since April 13th. (laughs) April 13th? Are you kidding me? The Giants starting rotation earned run average in the month of May, is over seven. Hello, Meatball Paul. (laughs) I think you you and I are going to be hanging out a lot this summer. So the Giants, I mean, this is what many of us were saying when they signed no one. Well, of they, consequence. Bryce Harper wasn't going to fix this. Well, well, Bryce, Bryce Harper's having a terrible season. I mean, so, imagine, I mean, if, imagine he, yeah. if he was here and hitting 200 or whatever. And they he's were still losing all these games. And, and they just spent $300 million Oh, my goodness. Then it, it would be worse. But this is pretty bad the way it is because, uh, like, even just when, uh, was it Arizona that came in and Adam Jones oh. is hitting bombs? And there was like, he was sitting on the market forever. Yeah, absolute bargain. And the, the notion that, I, like, I could totally understand the idea that, we're going to play our young guys, and whether it's Duggar or it's Pilar or whoever you want to call up and throw out there, Yastrzemski now, and we're one of these guys or some of these guys are going to turn into bona fide major leaguers. And the only thing that this is exposed is that they have a lot of quadruple A talent guys that can all hit around 210 or 220. But can they pitch? <laughs> That's they, what they need. Well, you might as well put him out there or put Pablo out there because he's got the the, the lowest earned run average of any of them. But to me, look, you look at your A's. Just look at the stockpile of young talent just in the outfield alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Ramon Laureano is a stud. Came out of nowhere. They can't even find room to play Chad Pinder. They've got so many guys in the outfield. Any you you could just throw a, a dart back over <laughs> your head, get any one of those guys, and any one of them is better than any giant outfielder. Any one of them. Yeah, you know who would look pretty good out there? Hunter Pence. Well, nah, that ah, was. Well, he's, he's actually having. I more. looked at his home road splits though, because I was like, ah, oh, this is probably just because he's playing in Texas. It's not. Most of these home runs have come on the road. But he was done as a Giant anyway. I mean, I think the Giants would have taken a lot of heat had they brought him back and he not performed. I think getting out of <laughs> well, getting out he of here. Perform, like, yes. Well, what if he did? Then he would be <laughs> the savior. But yeah. it just seemed like the, the, the time was up here. The run was over, and he needed a rebirth and a new location and just a new energy and a new vibe so i'm happy for him i mean he's a great guy let me see meatball paul yeah if you're watching on youtube he is a disgusting looking meatball that smells like actual meatballs the status of our bet right now a's have eight games on the giants i'm closing in on 15 and it's not even june yeah. i think this is a almost a wrap you might want to settle settle this one somehow i actually this did is- offer to perhaps well, first I said, wasn't it 25 games that they had to <laughs> No, the it was by? not. It um, was 15. But that maybe there was some way to just, just take the L now and maybe eat less like of the meatball. One and a half. One and a half meat, just, to, just, yeah. just wear it. Just wear the loss. And Do you think the CEO of Points Bet USA would call this one early like he called the NBA Finals? Oh, uh, there's no question I about that. I think he would call it early. He would start the payoff right now. You, you know what's terrible is that poor Bruce Bochy, uh, what was the number? I think the number was 74 for yeah, him to, to win 2,000 uh, in his retirement year. He He's not going to get close nope. to 74. I mean, I think it was Scott Osler wrote in a column, he should just, let's just retire at the All-Star break. It's only going to get worse as they bring up more guys or, tra- or sell guys off and have to bring up minor league guys. Yeah, not the send-off uh, so it's just, it's, it's I just feel bad for him because I think the Giants had not great opportunities to – to upgrade their outfield, or you know, I mean, you got to get off the belt contract. You got there's a lot of bad deals that they have. They got too many. Problems. Jeff Samarja and all that. You can't. I mean, these nobody wants to swallow these deals. So you just have to literally eat, eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, it's probably a good time to wrap up. Or what about our, our question? No question. No question no from question. Super Producer Leonard this week? We got questions from Super Producer Julianne this week. All right. That'll have to do. That's better anyways, right? That's fine. Yeah. All right. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. If you don't listen to the show, that's fine. Just hit subscribe, hit five stars, and then forget all about it. That's, that's, that's fine with me. You're, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, count. Just, that's metrics. just keep clicking. Just keep on clicking. Where can, where can they listen to this? They can listen on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Or you could listen on YouTube and watch the HD video, which is also wonderful. Or just go to abc7news.com slash with authority. And, and subscribe. And that's the key. All right, so this is going to be fun. You know, we got Warriors in the finals. And then... Uh, and then Meatball uh, Paul! <laughs> and with that, we say aloha! Aloha!